Welcome to Geek Throw Live presents Preston Key. I am, of course, your host, Michael Sugar. This is episode 295. We have a fantastic show for you, and uh, I'm very happy to see some faces that haven't been around for a little while. Let me introduce the crew. We have the mysterious Yahel. Hello. How are you, my friend? Uh, just being mysterious and enigmatic, you know. I'd tell you more, but... Exactly. I, I'm like, where is this guy? What happened to him? I had to, I had to like yell at him to come back on the show. <laughs> um, uh, Chris Lassard finally found some time in his very busy schedule to be with us. Hello. How's it going, everyone? It's going good. It's going good. Happy Thanksgiving. We should mention that. Very yep. important. Yep. Uh, and of course, last but certainly not least, Josh Irwin. Hey, what's going on? Glad to be good, back. Good to have you uh, back on the show. You all settled in, moved, everything in place yeah everything's pretty much in place this room is still kind of a mess but it'll get there so the the important thing is we've got high-speed internet and a good computer that's all anyone really needs that's all you really need yep high-speed internet and pornhub and you're good that's it. oh yeah well yeah that too pretty much yeah. well for now well yes <laughs> actually speaking of uh <laughs> we have a quick PSA you're welcome for you. you're welcome <laughs> that's segue man that's segue that's right that's it right there Beautiful. Way to have your hand Thank on the you. joystick, Mike. Way to have that's your hand right. on the joystick. That's right. That's, listen, I've been doing this. This isn't my first podcast. Um, <laughs> so uh, we actually have a PSA for once that really doesn't have to do with video games, uh, but it does have to do with the internet. Uh, so the FCC is looking to repeal the net neutrality laws, and uh, that's a bad thing. Um, we do not want that to happen. So now is the time to speak up and make your voice heard. Uh, there is a fantastic website uh, to go to, which basically will tell you uh, who your local senator is, who your local representative is. It'll help you generate a, uh, a form if you want to just like mail a form in. Make your voice heard. This is super important, guys. They have scripts too, right? So you yes. can call your senators and read off of the script. So. If you're worried about saying something or sounding dumb, you have a script and all the stuff is in there for you so you don't have to feel that way. And, Absolutely. And and even easier way, I I, I think you guys are talking about Battle for the Net, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yes, battleforthenet.com. Yes. So I use that. And then I also, there's the resist bot where you text 50409. And that one's actually, I think, easier. And uh, it's a little slow though because it just because so many people are using it, I actually used the the uh, resist bot myself and it still hasn't fully like registered with me. Like it, it finally messaged me after like two hours, but I'm still waiting on Oh, uh, I, I used it this morning, it took maybe five minutes. Oh, okay. And the nice thing is it'll it so it'll fax in whatever you whatever you write to the appropriate your senators, Republicans who represent you. Right. Uh, and then it gives you like a copy of it, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, so to use the resist bot, if you want to use a resist bot, I will tell you the number for that. It's uh, 50409. Look at that. He's more prepared than I am. <laughs> I just looked at it. Yeah. So 50409 and text resist to the bot, and then it'll kick in yeah. just take, uh, you know, like half an hour or something like that. It certainly took a while for me to see anything from it. So be patient. But absolutely worth it. And everyone should be doing this. If you love the internet, then do this. Speak up. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's let's actually talk some video games. Um, we're going to start things off with a what the fuck story, just to uh, wet your whistle, as it were. Um, 
and it involves the Russian military of all things. So here's, here's what happened. The Russian military, uh, the Russian ministry of defense, because I want to be precise about this, um, made a post on both Facebook and Twitter, uh, basically saying that they had, and this is a direct quote, irrefutable evidence of direct cooperation and support provided by the U.S.-led coalition to ISIS terrorists. This is this is direct quote. This is what they're saying, and so their proof um, was a screenshot from a video game. Mm. A mobile video game. It wasn't even, like it's not even a good screenshot. <laughs> no. I mean, like, like look at these trucks, right? What trucks are perfect squares like that? Right. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> wow, those are some really awesome mathematically symmetrical trucks right there. That's not fishy <laughs> at all. The best Actually, part. The they're best... also like featureless. Like the hoods are featureless. Like... <laughs> oh yes, yeah. I mean. I mean, just the, just the image itself, even if it didn't come from a video game, tells you zero, like absolutely nothing. Yeah, it's just a bunch of square blobs. But the, what's crazy to me is that um, they cropped an image, and the uncropped image in the corner, you can see it actually says development footage. This is a work in progress. Basically, uh, the game was a um, AC-130 gunship simulator, kind of like uh, basically copying the super famous level from the first Modern Warfare. That's that's the game that was being developed, and that's the screenshot that they took. It's it's mind blowing. They like blurred it up a little bit to make it look yeah. even, even more real. Man, this is some good stuff. Whoever <laughs> whoever did this deserves a lot of money because it was a great idea, and no one saw through it whatsoever. So, um, if the Russians are making you apologize for fake propaganda, you like fucked up, dude. <laughs> Yeah, so basically, as as Chris pointed out, like the Russian uh, populace basically responded on Twitter saying, "Like, what the fuck are you smoking? This is clearly <laughs> fake." <laughs> you know, like, so they they had to delete the tweet and apologize and all that stuff, and it just looks it looks really bad. Like, come they on, did, they did so well with the election, you know. This is just <laughs> shoddy work. Getting <laughs> lazy. Getting lazy. Yeah, this is below the standard they've set. Yeah, you can't get. <laughs> get complacent with this kind of stuff you gotta you gotta hold yourself to a higher standard it's true especially when it comes to propaganda <laughs> yeah i mean your country is literally run by it so this is the type of stuff you're going to get go go and get your degree man it's true and i also want to take a quick moment um to highlight our unofficial sponsor i say unofficial because they have no idea i'm doing this but power a controllers definitely check them out uh, they are great small controllers to use on mobile, um, you know, for mobile devices or just on the go, basically. If you have a, uh, like, I can't even, I imagine they're Bluetooth, so they pair up with just about anything. So Literally, Check. the image on your shirt looks more realistic than this Russian screenshot. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. It's true. So... Yeah. Moving away from that for a second, let's talk, let's get serious for a moment here. And uh, I, I think we need to address the elephant in the room, and that is uh, EA, right? EA has kind of been dominating the gaming news headlines for the past, I don't know, week two? Two weeks, it feels yeah. like? Two weeks was what popped into my head. Yeah, two weeks. So 
in case you've been under a rock uh, or you basically decided to like shut off the noise, uh, we're, we're here to catch you up to speed. Here's basically what happened. Um, EA was releasing Battlefront 2. There's a lot of hype. Like, oh my God, this game looks so cool. Everyone loves Star Wars. This seems like a great idea. And then uh, more information started to come out regarding the loot boxes and uh, the work that you had to put into the game to unlock the iconic characters like Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, etc., for use in the game. So basically, uh, EA held a, uh, like an open beta, essentially, right? I think on Origins. So anyone could try out the game for free. That lasted for about a week. Uh, people were very upset about the uh, loot crate system. EA decided to scale things back. They basically made it easier to earn the characters, but also reduced the amount of rewards that you received as well. So it didn't really make a difference. Oh my God. Uh, so after that happened, people were still further upset, understandably so. And so EA has basically... Uh, hold on. Apparently I'm being told I sound like a robot. Mm. Interesting. And you put it very nicely. Like, it wasn't that it took a long time for the characters to get unlocked. It would take 3,700 hours to unlock every <laughs> single character without... So if you're doing the math, 365 days a year, so 10 hours a day, that's playing 10 hours a day every day for a year and still not unlocking every single character. Right, right. And the way it worked was that if you if you prioritize like and you just decide you weren't going to do anything except unlock a character it still took I, I can't even remember what it was something like 300 hours just to get like yeah. one character some absurd yeah. number it and this is 60, already yeah it was 60,000 points and then you were earning on a 45 minute match like 2 to 300 points if you won <laughs> Nice. <laughs> nice. So they dropped it to 10,000 points, It's which is still, you earn two to 300 points for a 45-minute match that can, you win. Can you imagine, like, what went on in the meeting where they decided, like, these fucking they said, numbers? They like, said, we want the players to feel really good about unlocking <laughs> these characters. And so, um, and so you feel accomplished. We're going to allow you to play our game for 3,700 hours and unlock my, all of the characters. And we're going to charge you full price. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Remember when they were bragging about how nobody had to, like, rush to the hero characters in a map anymore, that everybody would be able to have them on a star card and how great that was? And then they made the star cards prohibitively expensive so nobody could have them except for the whales? Yeah, and all of this playtime... Oh, and I don't know if it was uh, this game, but it's a common practice to like pair you up with people with better equipment and stuff. Yes. So you're, so you're more likely to buy that equipment and that upgrade. And so well, that's like a standard thing in a lot of games, but I'm pretty sure it was in, in Star Wars Battlefront. Well, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I'm sure everything. The, 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 basically, there was a massive disparity between the players that were willing to dole out money hmm. um, for their characters and um, people that didn't, that weren't doing it. So, you know, unlike a game where, like Call of Duty, right? Say what you will about it. The multiplayer is fairly balanced. And, you know, even a very experienced player, perk-wise, um, isn't 
dramatically more powerful than another player. A lot of it's skill. This is uh, you got significant health buffs. You got significant reload speed. Pay to win. And so your character, just the baseline performance of the character was significantly better if you, you know, opened up that wallet, essentially. So players were very upset. Um, a lot of players apparently were canceling uh, their, their orders and so forth and so on. So EA has announced, basically, uh, that they are removing microtransactions for now. All right, that's all they've committed mm -hmm. to. Right, it's not a permanent thing. It's just they're removing them. They're going to monitor the situation uh, and figure things out. The two very, very interesting little tidbits of information that came out as well after they made this announcement was the first is they had a financial earning call. And on that call, they announced that they expected, quote, no material uh, impact. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the exact quote. Um, that don't expect there to be a material impact on EA's fiscal year 2018 uh, as a result of turning off the microtransactions, <laughs> which is like, what the fuck, guys? If there's no financial impact, then why are you being assholes and doing this in the first place, right? If you're going to earn your money... Well, I mean, that, that could just mean that they're going to get the money somewhere else or some other way, or they don't expect it to be off for that long. I mean, that, that can mean a lot of things. That's very vague what, statement. What know. is your interpretation of that statement? Let me ask you that then. I mean, yeah, I think it just means it's corporate speak for don't worry, we're going to find some other way to get this money. Mm. I mean, that, that, that's just me. Uh, no, you listen that. I'm I, I think it means that microtransactions will be reinstated for fiscal year 18 after the Star Wars movie has already left the theaters and all yeah. of that nonsense is over. Now, they may make it a little bit more fair because the way I understand it is right now, um, like whenever you buy currency, you can't really determine like what you do with that currency. Like the loot boxes are totally random and they usually give you like really so shitty... Up. They usually give you like yeah. really shitty items. So if you need a particular star card or you want a particular star card or weapon, you can't just buy it. And which then, I think would make things a lot different if you and could, right? My understanding is there's multiple currencies to juggle as well. Like there's, yeah, there's like three. Yeah. So to make it extra confusing and convoluted. Mm -hmm. So I'll be back first quarter, I think. They're going to buy, you know, moms are going to buy something like this for their kids on Christmas. You're at Star Wars. Here's a game. And yeah, that's like moms. I think, I think they're, I think they're preying on not educated consumers. I think sometimes right. Reddit and stuff can be an echo chamber where it's like, we as people in the industry know that that's fucked up and it might've had the lowest Reddit comment of all time, but right. um, you know, in, in the end, it doesn't matter because the majority of people don't really care. Uh, and so I think, I think that's what it means. I don't think there is any type of sugarcoating at all. I think they were just like, we got caught. We don't need to put into microtransactions and we'll make this money, you know, we'll make more money on another game, probably Madden. It'll be I'm interesting to see if this affects, you know, Battlefront 3 more so than Battlefront 2. Because, you know, to Chris's point, like moms and people who don't know, they're just going to buy it. Now, once they realize, hey, I can't beat Luke without shelling out a bunch of money or whatever, then they might be like, I'm not going to fucking do this again next year. Yeah, they're still going to sell 30 million copies. I mean, they sold 42 million copies last year. They'll still sell 30 million copies even after this I, debacle. I want to believe that EA is going to, you know, come out of this with more than just a slap on the wrist. 
Um, another game that they just released is the new Need for Speed game, which also has, you know, a loot box system in place for upgrading your cars. Mm-hmm. So, like, your car won't drive fast unless you, like, get lucky with a fucking loot box and get, like, an engine. You can't just, like, earn credit. You know, you can't, like, win a race and then use the winnings from that race to buy your car a better engine. No, that's too fucking simple. No, you have to, like, open a loot box and hope that the, uh, you know, RNGesus gives you, like, a better, loot, you know, a better car, better tires, better whatever. And that game is not doing well, basically. It's across the board getting really terrible reviews. Well, it's a slot machine. It's literally a slot machine. Yes. You it, even, like, it even functions as if there's three little wheels, and yes. each one like slows no, down. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a literal slot machine. So Disney hasn't really, not that I've seen these, they haven't put out a statement or anything, right, about all of this? So it's interesting that you mentioned that, Yael. Officially, no. Uh, but we have heard uh, some, uh, some stories that Disney has reached out to EA, basically saying, yo, cut the shit. Like, this is a bad idea. Don't do this. But, you know, they don't actually own EA, they just basically sold them the license um, to Star Wars. And I, I want to say it was for a couple of years. Do you guys remember what the agreement was? I don't, I don't it was remember. Like three, it was like three or five years up front. But uh, I mean, I would think that that contract is going to have, you know, certain requirements regarding the image of Disney's property that have to be met. You know, I, I would think they, they can't like EA, for example, can't just make a Star Wars porn game just because they bought the licenses or something. Right, like that. right. Yeah, I think it was it was either Polygon or it was Jason Schreier had mentioned that uh, Disney had put a kibosh. They, he had heard from a developer that Disney had put a kibosh on them putting cosmetic items in loot boxes, which is why loot boxes ended up the way that they are. Because Disney controls the image so much, they don't want Han Solo in a pink vest. Mm. You know, like stuff like that. So they they retooled their loot boxes to have like pay-to-win items because they couldn't sell cosmetic items because Disney wouldn't let them. But that doesn't... I'm not saying that's not true. That doesn't make sense because there's still other cosmetic items for, like, non-major you know, major characters that you could still do. Like, I, I think EA was always going to do this. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. This was just, like I this said... Is, this is something. EA. This is EA. I mean, come on. It was literally rated the worst place to work in, a, in, the, in the world at one mm-hmm. point. So... Wow. Not, not only is it just like a terrible game company, right? Uh, j- just taking all these IPs that we know and love and destroying them. And then uh, they're also a terrible place to work for. So like, I, I think that poor social media manager, right? That had to put that Reddit comment out there. Like that poor guy. Oh, yeah, sure. You know, like it's just a pawn in the grand scheme of he, things. He just, and, he just went home and started to drink, I imagine. Like just, yeah, just walked in the dorm. <laughs> just like... <laughs> Popped out. Like, what, what was it? it was like 465,000 downvotes in 24 hours. Like, At that's least, yeah. maybe even less than that. And that that's insane. And that wasn't supposed to be his job, right? No. He's just a social media guy. Like, none of that is his fault. But um, uh, I, I No, think- fuck that guy. It is his fault. <laughs> he he should have said something during those meetings. He shouldn't have tried right. to explain things. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know so, that he's sitting there during the meetings going, this is terrible. This is not a good idea. This um, is going to backfire. Um, guys, um, 
Um, <laughs> but uh, so I took a quick look, by the way. The deal was signed in 2013, um, and it's a multi-year licensing agreement, although it's, you know, I don't think they announced officially how many years the agreement was for. I have a feeling if things don't go over well, we might not see a Battlefront 3 from EA. We'll see. We'll see. But I think it's interesting that you mentioned EA Killing mm -hmm. Studios, uh, Chris, because as far as I can tell, there's another studio on the chopping block. Um, mm -hmm. EA uh, recently bought another studio, um, which is super duper ironic because they just shot, shut one down three weeks before that. Right? It's really messed up. A uh, pandemic, I believe, was the one that got shut down, right? No, no it was visceral. 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 Yeah. visceral. So Visceral got shut down three weeks ago. Uh, EA, meanwhile, has bought up uh, Respawn, essentially. Who is also working on a Star Wars game, by the way. So Respawn is basically Perfect. the guys behind Titanfall. And before that, they were the guys behind Marvel and 2. Most of them left when Activision fucked them over and made Respawn. So this is a really interesting situation. Uh, basically, the uh, Korean company Nexon, which is you know behind a lot of MMORPGs in Korea, Maple Story stuff like that. Uh, Lineage is another one, and uh, they they do they do a bunch. They do a bunch. Um, they were trying to buy up uh respawn and basically the agreement that respawn had with ea uh allowed them to make a matching offer which they did not not only did the match they they exceeded so now respawn is owned by ea which also means they're going to close it down in like two years so get ready for that you can you can you can mark it on your calendars you guys. can pretty much mark it on your calendar yeah there's so there, there's a pattern <laughs> that seems to be happening and the pattern's taken place over the last like seven years so it'll 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 happen very much so and i have to say like you know the battlefront thing has really made me bummed out about anthem which is also going to be published by ea of course it's being developed by bioware but I feel like it's just going to be another loot box clusterfuck that I don't want to touch with a 10-foot pole. So, And if that's the case, that's the end of Bioware. Bioware's done. Bioware's done after that, in yep. my opinion, if that game doesn't do well. Yeah. And, and that sucks. It's really shitty. But, and the, the thing is, is EA will not get any of those consequences, right? Like, Bioware will have to shut down. Bioware will lose money. But EA, in the end, they got their money. They have the deal. They have the contract, right? They come off scot-free, and that's why they're able to be predatory like this. It's just going to be another, like, skeleton in the closet, essentially. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a, it's a weird thing. It's a weird rabbit hole to fall down because, like, loot boxes are basically the new, like, low-quality games that were developed in two weeks, right? So, <laughs> like, you know, like the whole fall of Atari and the whole fall of the whole home console in the late you know, 70s I, and early 80s. I'm so glad you brought up you brought that up because EA right now, they're acting like they're too big to fail, but they're mm. really, really not. Like, mm. giant companies in the gaming industry have gone down before for d d dumber shit. Like... They're not. They're they're not impervious to fa to failing as a company. They they have enough money where they can you know make that take longer to happen, but it can definitely happen. I mean, I'm obviously speaking for myself, but if Anthem has loot boxes and the loot boxes have anything other than cosmetic items, 
I'm done. Like, I don't care. Like, yeah, I'm not and, pushing that game. It can't be... In, go ahead, go sorry. Ahead. No, 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 you go. It can't be any more egregious than Destiny 2. That's, like, if it's going to have loot boxes, but it cannot be worse than Destiny 2 to still be successful. I haven't touched Destiny game, so I don't oh, know what okay. you're talking about. So, like, the only, like, thing is, like, the bright engrams, right? And you can buy those for, like, cosmetic stuff. I think all the Destiny 2 is, is strictly cosmetic. Uh, none of them are have anything to do with stats on your on your equipment. So um, yeah. it's more like Overwatch than EA would be, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. But my, my big thing is that, like, this legitimately is gambling, right? And, um, and yes. Uh, the the guys in Belgium were pretty much like this is just how to trick kids into becoming gamblers at an early age, right? Yes, and and it's true. So I was playing Heroes of the Storm uh, yesterday, and I got a loot box, and it was my rare loot box, and I want I got a purple, which was an epic, and I was like, I don't know, and it was so weird because when I go to Vegas, I play a lot of craps, and it was literally the exact same feeling of I'm I, I'm gonna reroll, I'm gonna spend my re-roll and it was the exact same feeling of like waiting for a, you know a hand of blackjack or like hitting on blackjack uh you, you hitting on 16 is, is kind of how it felt right mm-hmm. and that's scary to me because that's addictive and like it make and if like the animations are nice enough it's also super nice feeling as well to see those things open i think hearthstone card packs is really good um like visual and like I always say it's like popping a pimple, like a really satisfying one that like spurts on the mirror. And You're so <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm in the majority, man. But I I'm 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 like super, super concerned that this is just gonna devolve into a, a sense of this is just what it's okay now. Kids can spend a hundred dollars yeah. on cosmetics and loot boxes. Yeah, and there was a congress, the congressman from uh, Hawaii. He's, he's introducing legislation to uh, not allow the sale of games with loot boxes to minors in, in Hawaii because they're considering it. For yeah, gambling. if if gambling's illegal until you're 21, 18? 18, I believe. Um, I then it, yeah, th- then technically yeah. any game with loot boxes in it should it, be rated at twenty one. Yeah, uh, well, one of them. Another state rep, he he, like said basically like the same way we wouldn't uh, allow Joe Camel to be used to market cigarettes to kids. Why would we let Star Wars market gambling to kids? Yep. Uh, and some people may think that that's going a little extreme to to, to yeah. assume that kids are learning how to gamble boxes. But um, if they become familiar with a feeling like that, that's really concerning, right? That's mm-hmm. why we all struggle with some of our vices. Like if you smoke cigarettes, or you know when you smoked your first cigarette, you didn't go. I'm going to get addicted to cigarettes today, right? It just happened. And so this is, it starts the process earlier, which is the scary part. And, and yeah, and I want to make clear, there's such a, in my mind, there's such a dramatic line between loot boxes that have cosmetic stuff and loot boxes that have gameplay stuff. There's such a huge divide because, you know, when I'm playing a game like Overwatch or Heroes of the Storm and I open up a loot box, um, and I get like a cool costume. It's like, great, it's a cool costume, but it doesn't change the way I play. And if I don't get anything cool, I'm like, all right, maybe next time, not a big deal. But if what's in the box is going to directly impact the way I play the game, I have a big problem with that. And, right. and I think it absolutely is gambling. So, so how is that different in, than in Hearthstone, right? Because I think that's a big argument is Hearthstone is pay to win, 
for some people, but for some people it's not right. Because mm. it, it's not cosmetic. You're getting cards that if right. you don't have the right cards, you're not going to be competitive. Right. So where, where do you, where do you think that falls? Um, and, and, and along the lines of all of this. So that is an excellent, excellent question. And I would say that growing up playing, you know, magic, the gathering, for example, it's essentially the same thing, right? Is, is, participating in the collectible card game, a form of gambling. I think you could probably make that argument, but I don't think so because there should be maybe at the, at the very top level, you do have to have a lot of cards or, you know, purchase the best cards to be competitive. But if, you know, 80% of the customers can get by with, you know, so it's statistics for you then. I would, I would think so. Like, if you can, there should be enough versatility where it doesn't hinge on you having, uh, like five or ten cards or whatever to succeed. If you can succeed through other means, um, then I think it's okay. But that's a really good question, Chris. Um, anyone else want to chime in on that one? Hmm. No, no, scary, scary <laughs> question. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, because that—that's that, the thing. Like, how can we say if we're if we're going to be so emotional over loot boxes, right? And we're saying if EA doesn't it has loot boxes in the next game, right? Then we it should be illegal or it should be there's, considered gambling. There's right. one more distinction actually that I think is important to make. Hearthstone is free, right? Hearthstone is a free game. That's true. Yeah. Um, and then you are paying to just get a couple of you know, card packs if you want to, but you don't have to. You can earn the card packs through playing the game. Um, in something like Battlefront, you're paying 60 bucks for a brand new game, so I shouldn't be paying $60 up front to get the ability to then gamble further. That doesn't make sense. Right. Likewise, in a game like I see, I see you shaking your head a little bit there, Josh. Likewise, in a game like Magic, um, obviously not free. You would buy a structure deck or a base deck, and that usually is, sells for, I want to say, 20 bucks. but I haven't bought Magic cards in a long time, so I could be wrong about that. might be a little bit more. Um, and that gives you a complete deck. That gives you something that you can sit down and play the game with whoever, and then if you want to build other decks, then you have to purchase more cards. So go, uh, go ahead. Going back to the Joe Camel analogy, the first one is always free. So I'm not sure that it being a free game and still promoting gambling is necessarily a good route to go. But yeah. is it only not considered gambling because we're used to card games? Is that the only distinction that, that's different? Because as I like continue thinking about it, it's more and more similar, right? It's a, it's a rabbit hole. Yeah. Well, you know, and just imagine like if the government decides to step in and legislators, le legislators who have no idea, like, you know, the d difference between one loot box and the next or a free to play game and one that's full price, what are they going to do? They're, they're just going to use, you know, a very broad sword to attack it. Absolutely. So I think these video game companies, I mean, they, they're really creating a big problem for themselves if they end up getting intervention from the government. Maybe what we need is the ESA to form a board that specifically evaluates whether or not loot boxes are really gambling. Do you know what I mean? Like the ESA right now stepped in to regulate uh, age limits on games. That wasn't the government, 
it was kind of pressure from the government, but if they hadn't formed the entertainment software board or whatever, uh, the government would have regulated, you know, ratings on games. For us plebs, can you say what the ESA is? Uh, <laughs> entertainment Software Association? Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, that's, a good, that's a good comparison, Josh. Um, yeah, maybe the ESA stand up. Uh, stand up. Um, you know, obviously they were formed to deal with the very question of how do you rate video games. So this might be also another good opportunity for them to step up and, and make a, a ruling or, or have a committee, as you mentioned. I, I, I don't even, I, I don't even know if I'm not saying it's a bad idea, but like parents now ignore like those ratings from the true, like the SRB ratings don't mean anything to a lot of parents. You know, they just want to pick up a game that'll shut their kids up. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how. I'm sure a bunch of parents do use it, but I agree with you that many don't. So, but it, it's a tool that keeps government regulation out of video games, and that's kind of my whole point: is use right. it to right. keep them out of, you know, video games. Just, yeah, you know, let them regulate what, or let them determine how predatory loot boxes are, um, and if it works well enough, we can keep government regulation out of it. Well said. Well said. So we're going to be obviously keeping a close eye. On this story, we're going to see where it goes from here. Uh, but in the interest of time, we do need to keep it moving. And I have a treat for you guys, something that's very rare on this show, and that is a Nintendo story. Good content. Sorry. Not, <laughs> not negative. Not negative Nintendo story. Uh, basically, uh, there was a report from the Wall Street Journal, um, and Nintendo and Illumination Entertainment uh, which is basically the studio behind Despicable Me, um, also the Minions, but let's focus on Despicable Me, um, are nearing uh, a deal for a feature-length Super Mario Brothers animated film. It's kind of cool, actually. Um, I think Nintendo has gotten a lot better about... Uh, obviously, they've been burned quite a bit in the past. I think they've gotten a lot better uh, with uh, social media and, and sort of how their characters are represented in the media. Um, some would say they're a little too author- authoritarian about the way they <laughs> micromanage their characters. But um, if if they made an animated Super Mario Brothers movie, would you guys check it out? Yes, because I trust the Despicable Me guys. I loved one and two. I haven't seen three, so I can't make a decision on that one. But those movies were shocking on how much I liked them going into it. So I'm kind of a Pixar fanboy. So of course, like anything that looks like a Pixar movie that's not a Pixar movie, I'm going in with, like, incredibly high expectations. And for, and for, and, and for it to reach that level, um, I think I think bodes well. And also the animation style fits Mario and its it current does. form uh, really, really well. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if they did make a movie, what do you think they would go with story-wise? Like, are they just going to do, like, Super Mario World, or you think... I think they'd go closer to Odyssey, with, like, being in, like, cities and stuff like that, and functioning in real-world environments. I think that's what... (laughs) Josh is like... I think that's what they would go for. Um, (laughs) But even if they go for that, and while that might not be, like, the best-case scenario in Josh's mind, I think they'll still do it great. The end of Odyssey is freaking weird. I don't I, know. Oh, don't spoil it for me. Oh, yeah, it's so yeah, yeah, me neither. Don't spoil it for me. I either. won't spoil it, but it, it it goes some places. You're just like, what? Like it's. <laughs> Is there penetration? No, no. But you 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 kind of you you do start to wonder like how much Princess Peach really 
doesn't want to be kidnapped and stuff. Like, oh, it's, they went it's, down that road today. It almost feels like she's sort of in on it. Uh, but oh, I you know, I had this weird theory the other night when talking to my girlfriend about Mario that Mario is really like a cuck and he just loves that kind of stuff. And like, <laughs> like it's 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 all an agreement between Bowser and Princess Peach and Mario. Like they're all like in on it. So happy that we're in an adult show. It sort on. of it sort of feels that way. I, I got to be honest. That's a good way I'm, to. I'm describe. glad to know I was right. Yeah, that the end of that movie or the end of that movie the end of that game is strange it's, it's mario really making strange. money for his eve online yeah hell's gonna be like uh i was right you see <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> told you so um i mean it can't be any worse than the last than the live action mario movie so well yeah obviously so there's uh, that that movie is amazing okay <laughs> I, I think it's i think it's fun to watch like now just because hey, yeah so, man like, john leguizamo has to be luigi again i mean like, <laughs> i'm okay with that I'm okay. I, I think that that I'm, is i'm, absolutely- I'm okay with that? dennis hopper being koopa I'm okay with actually it being. Well, what, 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 what if they come out and they're like, "So this is actually not going to be animated, and Mario is going to be played by <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, and <laughs> Luigi is going to be Jake Gyllenhaal, Peach will be Jennifer Lawrence." Dude, uh, I'm so in. That sounds amazing. Uh, I, I love that Hollywood casting right now. Come knocking on Chris like write the screenplay. Daisy's going to be one of those actresses we all recognize but don't know the name of. Is is the is Bowser the Rock? Because that's. That's where you gotta go. <laughs> no, I say bring back Dennis Hopper. Same hair, everything. Well, Dennis Hopper's dead. For, no, bring him back. To <laughs> for, some, for some reason, uh, Bowser's Ed Harris. <laughs> like, for, like for some reason. For some reason. <laughs> like it's like a soup. It's taken a super dark turn in his character arc, and like becomes kind of an anti-hero. As directed, becomes- directed by Zack Snyder. No, no, oh, no, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> what about what about M Night Shyamalan? He made a good movie for me. and you never know. Never know. It's true. Exactly. So, again, we'll keep in mind this one. I, I'm fingers crossed. I hope good. We'll, we'll see. You know, once there's like a teaser trailers, once we get a little more detail, we'll we'll focus on it. But uh, again, we do have to keep it moving, and we're gonna do one very quick esports story, one and a half, really. Um, the first one is Dan Gilbert, Dan Gilbert, who is the owner of the Cleveland Cavs has now invested in, uh, an esports team. Why are you laughing? Oh, oh Liam Neeson's toad is funny. <laughs> yeah. I stole oh. that joke from Josh, by the way. I'm not going to take credit for that one. <laughs> that Sorry. would be awesome. I just had this thought and you'd moved on. So I put it in the chat. Uh, it's all good. Uh, so yeah, so this is kind of cool. Uh, seeing, you know, like legit sort of uh, regular sports team owners now going into the esports road, I think gives it more legitimacy. Um, so I thought that was really interesting. The other quick esports story I wanted to mention was that Formula One, the McLaurin Formula One, just hired what they've dubbed the world's fastest gamer. They basically um, have hired a new simulator driver. Uh, That's because in Formula One, you don't have a lot of opportunity to test the cars out in real world conditions. You basically test them out during the race. So um, the workaround is to, you know, simulate the cars as realistically as possible. And for whatever reason, when when that happens, when they're simulating the cars, they're not driven by the people that drive them in real life. They hire... 
a video game person to I I, I think that's kind of so weird. weird. I think it's I think probably what it is is it's like a broad strokes type of thing, right? So they limit track testing on their cars, so they have to do it all in a simulator. So they've probably got a guy that they use to like broad stroke the car setup in the simulator. And then when it he thinks it's about right, then they bring in the real driver because it costs a lot of money to bring in the real driver. You know what I'm saying? Is that what it is? I mean, doesn't the real I driver so. like just sign a contract? It's not like he's an hourly dude. I mean, like paying him X million dollars a year to drive the car. And yeah, yeah they're, paying, they're paying him to drive the car. But couldn't they get like a guy that's maybe he's not uh, that he is a real driver, but maybe he's not at the level to be like racing on re real teams? And... So this guy, this is... guy is a real driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it said that like no, wait a minute. It said when he was eleven years old, fourteen yeah, years was... ago. That's where Ayrton Senna got his start, though. Ayrton Senna was a kart karting champion before before he became a Grand Prix champion. But, but, but did he keep driving? Oh yeah. This, guy, this article makes it sound like this guy took a 14 year break. It says, and it's a return to the sport for 25 year old Van Buren. Well, yeah, because age 11, he was a Dutch kart champion. Yeah, That's he like basically I said, hey, I, I did great at Mario Kart in the 100cc course. Uh, <laughs> fucking, I'm ready. I'm the, can I be the world's second fastest gamer? <laughs> well, no. So basically, like this guy uh, in real life didn't have the funding, didn't have the money to continue racing. Um, and they held a competition. Uh, which was he... intense. Yes. I was driving for 24 hours, as well as like entire races in a simulated car. So like the Indy 500 in a, as a game instead. Oh, I'm so... sure he's good. I mean, I, I well, mean, no, what, what I'm saying is great. it's going to be really hard to get the driver of that car to sit in that chair in front of the computer screen for seven hours testing out this digital version of his car. Like if mm -hmm. I was the star driver, that would be the first thing I would stop doing. I'm just surprised that they don't get a guy that drives regularly that maybe isn't on the level of And they did. The they actually did and um, beat this guy out during the comp competition. Like, there were, like, two other guys that had race experience, had, like, did this in real life, and this dude beat him uh, because he's, like, a Formula One champ well, in, in, in the simulated area. So as well. My question is... Like, why not just take this guy and make him the driver? <laughs> you know? Because then you need somebody else to sit there for 24 hours, I guess. <laughs> Super cool story. That, that would like, be that a very would, cool story. Yeah, would, maybe he be... doesn't want to. Maybe he doesn't want to take the risk. I, I guess. I guess in the back of but your like mind, the you always know. Driving, like, on a real sure, car. sure. Like, if you if you drive the simulator, you know. If you're, I'm sorry, if you crash the car during the simulator, right. you, you still know it's just a sim simulator. So it's not a big deal, right? So it's and it's probably one of those it. things like licensing the drivers to drive uh, for F1 is so 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 expensive that he can do the simulator thing without actually being licensed and then right. work his way up to actually driving if if he can get licensed. I, I like that he wears the racing outfit while driving the simulator. <laughs> yeah. I do I do like that. The whole, the whole fire suit just in case the computer Yeah, comes. I know. <laughs> Shit, the video it's card true. overheated. We're... It's true. It's true. OSHA, would be, OSHA would be proud. You can never be too ready. You can never be too ready. <laughs> they should make him wear the helmet. They should. They should. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised they don't actually. So, I mean, still, still very cool. I still think it gives. Suddenly, a woman's leg just appeared behind your back. Oh, <laughs> my girlfriend's asleep over there. I just. Uh... <laughs> uh, all right. Is that your your couch test driver? That is my couch test driver. <laughs> very, very experienced. 
Um, wow. Well, <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Anyways. You guys uh, are gross. You know this that? Is, this is a good segue into our what the fuck stories. Is it? Of the week. <laughs> I don't know if your girlfriend would agree that this is a segue into the what the fuck story. It's all right. She's just, it doesn't matter. The show, the show has killed any potential political career I might have in the future. <laughs> okay. So let, let's just move on. Let's see what I can salvage from here on out. Maybe I'll start working for Russia propaganda because I'd be better than that dude. And... I don't and know, so, man. The current climate, this might help your uh, political <laughs> right? My dog would be better than that Russian dude. And, <laughs> and he needs to use the bathroom soon. Um, yeah, yeah. So, what the fuck stories of the week? We have quite a few of them. So, you're in, you guys are in for a treat. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this, like usual, from our least fucked up to most fucked up. Uh, so, I think, I think the least fucked up that we can start with is the Pikachu talk. This one is just bizarre to me. Um, so Nintendo is releasing a Google Home app called Pikachu Talk. It is an app that simulates Pikachu talking to you. Like not in English. I mean, he just says Pikachu and Pika, Pika, and you know, the Pikachu sounds. That's it. That's that's all it does. Awesome. And giggles like a baby. It's about the yeah, it's about the cutest thing I've seen all day. It is. It is really cute. There's videos you can find where people taking like uh, two Google Home or Nest, I think I forget what they're called, uh, devices, and uh, just the pictures are talking to each other. It's adorable, but useless. But adorable. I use useless things all the time. So, so why not? Why not this? When when you've reached when you when you reach a certain amount of money money that you've made and you can afford two google homes in your in your home why not have them speak to each other yeah so i I would assume i would assume that this is almost more of just like a marketing tool for them you know it's a good idea it's just so random i mean like yeah it doesn't cost them anything to release the audio files of pikachu making sounds but i don't know like i can't see anyone using this for more than half an hour and then yeah where where is there to go for this? Just like this show. Just like this show. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> um, well, they should stick around for the after hours section portion. We do the late night sex talk that we. Do oh no! I thought show. you meant like I thought you meant like Pokemon. I didn't think you meant our show. Our show is fucking amazing. I don't know what you're talking about. Cool. <laughs> I want to make that clear. Sure. Yeah. Totally. Um. <laughs> damn it, Chris. <laughs> you should be a team player. I am. I'm just. I, I think honesty is a is a, a desirable quality in a team member. And someone on your team is Dude, not. Mike is going to replace you with the Pikachu and Nintendo Home app. If you keep this up. <laughs> <laughs> Pika, Pika, Pika. Pika. Um. Uh. The next thing. Uh. Next story. Also pretty cool. Uh. Kind of random, but cool. Uh. Bards. <laughs> can actually now play instruments in Final Fantasy XIV. Like, it, as far as I can tell, this doesn't have any actual effect in terms of, you know, doesn't buff you more than whatever, the, the regular skill, but you can actually play music if you're that dedicated to, like, you know, role-playing your character. You can now legit play any song you want. Yeah. Could you just panhandle on the corner of like Limos- Limosa or something? Just 
I don't see why not. I I thought the warning that Square Enix put out uh, about how they don't want people playing anything other than Final Fantasy songs because they don't want Nintendo complaining about like people making Mario music in the game. I'm like, you're just asked people (laughs) to do anything but Final Fantasy songs. Well, we could do that. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even think about it until I wrote it. I I think I think it was just meant like, don't do this on YouTube. If you do it on the server, I don't think anyone cares. Well, people are gonna do it for sure. They're absolutely gonna do it. I actually, as soon as I saw it, I went on YouTube to see if I could find any videos of it, but I couldn't. Also, like, didn't look super hard, so maybe it's out there. It'd be super cool, though, that you could pick your instrument as well. So, like, it's like you, you pick up a tuba and you start you start doing all this stuff. Bards don't play tubas. Duh. They can in my world. <laughs> <laughs> I have a degree in tuba, okay? For real. I went to school for music education and my degree is in tuba and i feel like we're an underrepresented group in video games and so we that you are that explains why you blow so much chris yep yep i have a lot of hot air behind these lips it's true um which happens to be the title of our sex talk later That's good. Uh, That's good. Uh, Our next what the fuck story for you involves the game that I hate tremendously with all my heart, Final Fantasy XIV. The main character from there, Noctis, is basically like a more emo version of Sasuke from Naruto, uh, is going to be crossing over into Tekken 7. I don't know why. I think it's very random. And I I want to believe that, like, Square Enix is like thinking like fuck he's not he's not becoming a thing we need him to be a thing quick give money to uh, Namco to put him in the video game and then he'll become a thing that's that's my only theory yeah, for my maybe so my Facebook said a totally different thing so when they announced this all of these fangirls were like super excited for him to be in Tekken 7 and it, I think it was basically because they think he's hot and so, and so I think that he is, he is an emo Sasuke. So yeah, he's got that going for him. The leading. Yeah. Factor. And, I can see that. And people are into that. I wonder if that had anything to do with it. They're like, we need a sexy character in this game. Our bear's not sexy enough. So <laughs> that <game> is, <laughs> like that game is all like super jacked dudes and like women with big tits fighting each other. So I don't know. Like, it's not quite like dead or alive level, but it's... I was going to ask if Sydney was going to come to dead or alive next. That was my next question. <laughs> Right, um, that's the that's the logic. No, there there are some people who are like fangirling out on my feed about that crossover. So obviously, there's a group of people who are super excited about it. I'm sure. I'm sure. Just, Just not this group of people. No, <laughs> it's true. Um, but don't worry. Uh, we have saved the best story by far uh, for last, and it involves our two favorite things. Pornhub and Eve Online. Uh, that was that, those words were in that order, everybody. So just, just know that, that was intentional and a hundred percent true. So. I know you guys. I've, I've, I've. You know this. Like I said, this isn't our first podcast together. I know what kind of weird things you you, you all are into, mm. especially that guy you hell. Yeah, I'm into. Freak. I'm very unsavory with my 
sexual tastes and mysterious um so basically uh this guy on reddit uh confessed to masturbating on pornhub um like to submitting videos of himself masturbating on pornhub and using that money from pornhub uh to fund his eve online gameplay basically because you can use real money to purchase spaceships and like get your character to level up faster so uh based on on the story uh he uh, accumulated about 350 dollars from these videos of himself masturbating which he was dropping low. he was dropping 350 dollars at a time yeah so, so he's he's making more money than that oh okay yeah, i was gonna say like I would want more than three hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> hey, I don't know. It's more than I get paid to do it, so you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> true, it's true. And so, yeah, he's basically like using this money to advance his Eve Online career. And the the funny, like, this game is one of those games where I love to read about it. Have you guys ever tried to to play it? A little bit, a long time ago. What yeah. <laughs> jerking off? <laughs> <laughs> Eve Online oh, okay. is, okay. is uh, boring as fuck. Like, when you're actually playing it, it is very cut and dry. It's just a bunch of numbers yeah. for the most part. And granted, it's been a number of years since I dipped into it, but... It is hard to get into. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not not like, like a, not like a uh, fleshlight like he was using. <laughs> Whereas uh, a little easier way, to get into. By the way, he was using um, sex toys based on the ships found in EVE Online. To that's test. a whole new level of screwed that's up. That's so good. <laughs> I love it when people commit. You so, know? yeah, there, 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 there's a couple weird things, too, about the Destructor article. I don't know if you guys noticed the guy that wrote the article. His name's Papa. Which, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It just adds, like, another sexual connotation because that means daddy, basically. And then, like, it says – let me look at it here. It says it's me- a fl- – it describes a fleshlight as a flashlight that hides a rubber vagina from people that you live with. Like, if you've ever seen a fleshlight, it's huge. I've heard, and <laughs> like, no one's gonna think it's a flashlight because a, it doesn't light up, and b, it's gigantic, and it looks like a vagina. So. It also, it also call, under his profile, it also calls him a meat vessel. <laughs> Really? Yeah, no, crazy. seriously, scroll down to the bottom of the article. It says Papa Nero, meat vessel. Yes. Oh my god. That is a All phrase right. I need to start incorporating. You're right. <laughs> the no comment. It's, you know, your word of the day calendar every day <laughs> you know what? is meat vessel. Josh, I didn't realize it said that, but I, I noticed like his tagline says, I do a lot of stuff behind the scenes here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, meat vessel. All right. So behind the scenes. Yeah. So, uh in the spirit of Thanksgiving, because it is basically Thanksgiving Eve. We're giving uh, away flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> gobble, gobble, that, gobble that turkey, everybody. Uh, uh, wait. Just my to, best Oprah. Just mm-hmm. gotta do my I brought the stuffing. <laughs> <laughs> we've got a meat vessel we've got a bunch of flashlights for you guys and all you have to do is submit your question someone <laughs> someone has to be the adult in the room here um let us stop talking about flashlights for just a second uh tell me the game you are most thankful for in 2017 
Eve Online. Eve Online. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's the, it's the game that keeps on giving. It's true. It's true. But uh, of the ones that you've played this year, what are you most like? So I bring this up all the time, but one of the best gaming experiences I ever had was a uh, indie horror game called Layers of Fear. Uh, that mm-hmm. is the game. So we're currently making a game at the studio I work with that's very like influenced by that, and they just did so many cool little tricks to like say it, it was. It just it blew my mind on the stuff that they did. So Layers of Fear is the game I'm most thankful that I got to play this year. Nice, nice, nice. Um, I will give a somewhat cliche answer, but it is no less true. Um, for me, it was Zelda Breath in the Wild. That's what I was going to say, yeah. That game just grabbed me by the jaws and would not let go. I had a phenomenal time playing it from start to finish, and nothing else came up. Like, I wasn't distracted by anything else. I was just completely consumed by the game, and I loved it. I was just going to say Nintendo in general because I've of the dozens of games I've played this year, the only ones I finished have been made by Nintendo. Mm. So Breath of the Wild, Super Mario Odyssey, uh, all of that stuff. So, yeah, I was going to say Breath of the Wild too. I've been playing a lot of older games this year, but actually, like the as far as like more recent games go, and like I don't know, this one's probably going to be a weird choice, but Rocket League, just because oh, I ended up, I ended up, I played that a ton this year just because it's so much fun to play with with friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so easy to get like people that don't normally play games. It's, it's a very it's a game that's very easy to get into. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've been able to reconnect with some people that I've never played before. With I think Rocket League is going to be the dark horse esport that pops out. I, oh, think, okay. I think it's easy to watch. It's easy to understand. Everyone knows how to play soccer. Uh, you know, and I think everyone's kind of putting. Overwatch and Dota, and while I think the three of those things have gotten there, uh, Rocket League averaged more viewers than Overwatch did in the last mm. competitive scene. Mm. So Interesting. I, I think Rocket League is definitely the dark horse in getting being that breakthrough esport. So mm-hmm. it's fun to watch. Be, watching good Rocket League players is so cool. That's the stuff that they can do. Did you guys uh, play uh, any like old? I hate to use the term retro, but any old game this year for the first time that maybe you had never played before that particularly blew your mind or oh i played rayman legends and fucking loved it <laughs> yeah that, that, that one's old but <laughs> for me it is um oh. it uh sweet it in two i played through sweet it in two early early yeah early early in the year and that game was amazing I also replayed uh, Katamari Damachi, if you guys remember that one. I remember oh, that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that, that one has not really held up to time. A, a few months ago, I ran into a game, uh, not even a, like, come on to go, called uh, Sylphid. It was on the oh, Sega yeah. CD. Sega CD game. Yeah, yeah. I had I never that game. heard of this. It's awesome. Yeah, like, shooter? It, it, it took, yeah, yeah. It took me a few uh, times playing it to realize that the uh, it's like FMV, the background. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, how is it, how's it rendering all these polygons? Like, it's so well done. That's really good. Yeah, it's I uh, really good. The music and everything in that game mm-hmm. is really earlier. Really it's pretty challenging too. Mm-hmm. Earlier this year, I played another world that should take you back oh. a little bit. Yeah. Uh, out of this world, you're in America, <laughs> and uh, that was that was sort of a very interesting experience because it is so brutally difficult and uh, it, it is so good. It's it's a great game, but it just basically requires you to learn all the patterns and just know but, when to do why to where to go, essentially. Fun fact, there's a sequel for that game on Sega CD, and that's the only oh, place really? that it came. Yep, Heart of the Alien is the name of it. Oh. Didn't know you did it up. And then uh, my last one was, uh, did you guys ever play Streets of... Oh, yeah. 
Streets yeah, of Streets Rage. Of, yeah, I got back into Streets of Rage 3. Nice. Uh, as well, which is classic beat-em-up. Love it. Mm-hmm. Is that like a woman laughing? Or yeah, I just her? muted I just muted myself, my <laughs> girlfriend's. Uh, she's either laughing or choking, I don't know. We'll she, find out. I was about to say. You might want to look into that. On our next segment, <laughs> on our sex talk, is she laughing or choking? There's some weird Mario Odyssey uh, stuff going on back here. How you can use asphyxiation in your next sexual encounter. <laughs> <laughs> she, look, guys, she's just trying to get some money for EVE Online, okay, guys? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're asking the hard questions that no other gaming journalist podcast website is we are here for you guys we're all trying to get money for eve online it's true whatever it takes so grab your joystick and press any key (laughs) i was gonna say double click you can see us all on you can see us all on chatterbait (laughs) might as well dual stream their name in about in about 15 minutes uh... they'll be like why aren't you naked um anyways that is all the show raunchy show we have for you tonight uh make sure you hit like subscribe comment below we absolutely love to hear from you guys uh and you can always tweet at us as well at uh, pack podcast p-a-k podcast uh until next time i have been your host michael schluger i'm your help chris josh <laughs> have a great week of gaming have a very happy thanksgiving push a lot of buttons for us or keys whichever we or don't judge lights here. whatever or flashlights we don't judge uh, and we'll see you next time. See you on the next meat vessel. Hasta luego. This has been a production of the GWW Radio Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out Geeks Worldwide at the GWW.com for all the latest news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, movies, TV, cosplay, and more. Geeks, assemble!